Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Switchcraft is recorded live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at U.S. Eastern 3 p.m. and on Saturdays at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, this particular episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Abigail13. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Switchcraft episode 200 is brought to you by OP Seat. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash OP Seat to get a fantastic gaming chair that can support you. And if you buy using my code, which is runjumpsit, my coupon code is runjumpsit, you'll save 10 bucks on your order and you will be directly supporting the show. Again, the URL is runjumpstomp.com slash OP Seat. So before we get started on today's news, I just want to mention that this is episode 200 and thank you to Kill the Chickens on Twitter. They donated a $20 eShop gift card and sometime during today's episode, I'm going to give that away to one of the chatters, okay? So if you are watching this live, and again, that's twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, uh, make sure that you stick around, and sometime during today's episode, I'm going to give away $20 worth of eShop cash. Um, in addition to that, uh, we recently hit a huge milestone. Over 200,000 times the show was downloaded in just four months, which to me is just just bananas. And because of that, in order to celebrate that that big milestone, I'm giving away this month uh, $60 worth of eShop uh, cash. And if you want to get in on that giveaway, uh, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash giveaway and you can enter right there. All right, we've got the giveaway stuff out of the way. Let's jump in with the news. Double Dragon 3, the ultimate in NES martial arts action continues with all new weapons, characters, and street fighting moves against the world's most awesome villains. Double Dragon 3 from Acclaim, the action keeps coming. All right, before we get in with the actual news, I have something that just arrived on my doorstep. I haven't even had a chance to open this box, so I've got this box right here from Amazon. I'm going to open it uh, right here on stream, and you guys get to see the cool thing. And if you're just listening to uh, the show, I'm sorry. If you want to see what's going on, make sure you head on over to the YouTube uh, channel, or you know you can always tune in live on Twitch. And uh, this is something that I ordered, I don't even know how long ago. It's been a really long time, and I didn't plan this. I didn't know when this was going to come. It just happened to come on episode 200, but it is um, this book, uh, this The Legend of Zelda Encyclopedia, right here. Look at this thing. Holy crackers. That thing is really cool. It's blue uh, with gold trim to it. Uh, let me open it up, and I can show it off, and you guys can, uh, I put away my knife, and I can't see, there we go. So we got the plastic off of it. 
I'm describing this as if it's a radio drama. Like I should, I should have like some somebody doing foley work over on the side so that we can uh, see what it's like. So here it is, right here. Man, that looks cool. You can even see my reflection in it. Hello. And uh, let's open it up to a random page. Man, this is cool. Look, it's got like a database in here of all of the different items that you can find in the game. Oh, I love the artwork uh, in here. This is really, really neat. It's got monsters and demons section. Uh, we've got the plot to each Zelda. I am going to have a lot of fun going through this. And uh, it's also going to look pretty damn rad right back there next to my brand new Super Nintendo. I don't know if you guys can see it or not, but I have a Super Nintendo right there. I just picked it up the other day. Right, oh, it's getting covered up by somebody's cheer. Bravd cheered a thousand. Oh my God, Bravd. Bravd is one of my best friends in the world and he's throwing bits at me. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. I really do. Thank you so much. So anyway, this is really cool and I just wanted to show it off. Um, if you haven't picked this up, it's 40 bucks on Amazon. I think I got it at like pre-order price or something. But man, what a beautiful book. And I'm, I really love stuff like this. So I'm going to be looking at this and my son's going to be looking at this uh, a bunch. Yes, this is the new Zelda book. It just came today because uh, I... I didn't eat, like I ordered it. And I forgot that I ordered it so long ago. So it's finally here and I'm excited to look through it. Okay, it seems like we've delayed uh, the news uh, uh, enough. Let's talk about what's going on in the world of Nintendo today. Um, Dengeki Online uh, has spoken to the producer of Octopath Traveler and uh, Masa Masashi Takahashi. Sorry, dude. Um, and they were discussing DLC for Octopath Traveler. Now, for those of you that don't know, Octopath Traveler is from Square Enix. It is this really unique art style, like a, a fantastically unique art style um, that it kind of like blends two dimensions and three dimensions and has really cool lighting. And um, it I, it comes out this summer, and right now there's the prologue, which you can play on the Nintendo Switch, and, and make sure that you download that and check it out if you haven't already. Um, just to be upfront, this is not a game that is for children. Uh, it is definitely a game for grown-ups. Uh, but Japanese Nintendo was talking, to, or uh, Dengeki Online was talking to the producer of Octopath Traveler, and they said, here's what they said. This is pretty surprising. Uh, the product version is the finished product. We should not expect any DLC for Octopath Traveler. So what we get when that game comes out, that's it. That's all you're getting. Not that that's a bad thing. Not that you're only getting that. It's that they are shipping a complete product and they are done. And I think that that's kind of cool to let us know that ahead of time so people aren't constantly... Uh, pestering them, asking what's going on. Uh, and we'll talk more about that in a little bit as well. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll talk about it now. Um, so there there will be no DLC for Octopath Traveler. And I find that very interesting. And it's a bold choice in this day when every game has some kind of DLC. Oh my God, Harvey P, thank you for the bits. I appreciate it, man. Uh, every bit counts. Um, now, uh, speaking of pestering people... There have been people who have been pestering uh, 
let me let me find the uh, the article or not article, but the Twitter post. Uh, there have been people who've been pestering uh, Mr. Sakurai. Mr. Sakurai, if you don't know, is the guy who is the main the the the, the chief uh, the big big Kahuna uh, over. Uh, working on Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch. And uh, people have been pestering him and sending really, really offensive things his way. In fact, I'm not even going to put... I was about to hit the button to put this on the screen, but I'm not going to. Um, But here's the post. It says, Certain Waluigi fans have been targeting Sakurai's social media account, spamming him with highly inappropriate content. Sakurai has begun blocking these accounts. You're not funny. You're doing nothing constructive to promote your cost. You are harassing this man. Stop it. And I completely agree. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous that people would send uh, hateful things to Mr. Sakurai, who is trying to make a game that everybody loves. And I've got got to say, from, from what I have read about Mr. Sakurai, he is one of the hardest working developers in the business. Um... The guy basically lives at work when he's working on a Smash game. And, like, he was standing on the stage at E3. He noticed some bugs in the game. And he said, I got to get on a plane back to Japan and start working on these bugs right away. He is a hardworking guy. And you know what? If he didn't include Waluigi, the character that a lot of people are asking for, then that's because he decided that he didn't want to. Or... Maybe he's going to be an Echo character later on the down the line. But whatever his reasons are, the game has 64 char- 65 characters already. Do we need Waluigi? Would it be nice? Sure. But we really don't need it. So stop acting like a toddler. Stop throwing a fit. And leave the guy alone. Um, uh, it's Bug Hunt Man in chat says, Waluigi may- memes taken too far. And I agree. I think that... Uh, when I think about this, I know that there's a lot of people who want Waluigi in the game, but I think for the most part, it's people who just think it's funny at this point to want him in the game. Not because they're like huge Waluigi fans. I mean, how many actually have the Waluigi amiibo, you know? I mean, not not a lot of people have this. Look at it. It's awesome. Uh I, I like Waluigi. I think he's fun. I think he's funny. I think his... His uh, character design is ridiculous, over the top, and just great. But if they don't want to put him in the game, then that's perfectly fine. That makes one more thing to balance around. Just because they haven't mentioned him doesn't mean he's not going to be in the game. Although I think he probably won't. Um, So anyway, there's that. Uh, Another thing about leaving developers alone is the developer for Dragon Quest XI which is uh, it, I, a lot of people that keep asking the developer, are you bringing this to the Switch? Are you bringing this to, to the Switch? And I could be wrong about this, but I think they've already said, yes, we are, and we'll bring it there as soon as we can. Um, but they want us to stop asking about that. And, you know, I kind of really quick, without really thinking about it, said, Oh, the best way to get people to stop asking a question is to answer it. Uh, Not realizing that they had already answered that. So that was something that I said on Twitter. Um, But anyway, I think that uh, we live in a world where people are incredibly entitled 
And when a developer doesn't give you exactly the thing that you want at exactly the time that you want, you throw a fit about it. And I just wish that people would stop doing that because it represents uh, the players of, of video games in such a negative light. And it makes us all look like idiots. And I can't stand it when, you know, the mainstream media, they look at they look at that kind of behavior and they think they attribute that to everybody in in that industry. Uh, so I just wish people would stop doing that stuff. Uh, Vaxxer says people should just chill. It's just a game. Uh, Lego lawyer says Waluigi is rude and some of his, his fans are. I bet Professor Layton fans would have been much more polite. So I think it's safe to say that Lego lawyer in chat would really, really like to see Professor Layton in uh, Smash Brothers game. I think that we're going to see Simon Belmont. There's a lot of rumors that were floating around before E3 that mentioned all of the characters that were coming back, and they also mentioned Simon Belmont. So I think that we're going to be getting Simon Belmont down the line. And if you don't know who that is, uh, that is the dude with the whip from the first Castlevania game, um, Bravd. Bravd has a really good point. He says, when public outcry got the ending of Mass Effect 3 changed, uh, a real corner was turned. And I agree. You know, the developers had a vision, and I, I never finished that game, but they had a vision for that game. They executed that vision. People didn't like what they did, and so they cried until they got uh, patched to change it. And that's just dumb. I hate that. I hate that so much. Um if you don't like it, don't play it anymore or move on with your life, but don't whine about it because you're not a fan. Like I'm going to give you an example and then I'm going to move, move on back to news. Um, there's a book. It's one of my, it's one of my father's favorite books of all time. And it's actually one of my favorite books of all time. And it's by Robert Heinlein. And now my mind is blanking. Uh, oh yeah, there we go. It's a stranger in a strange land. And don't worry, I won't spoil the book, even though it's from the 60s or 70s. Uh, it's a, a, a fantastic book. And I read that book in probably a week, like I just nonstop. I devoured that book. And when I got to the end, I hated the ending so much. I just threw the book. I was so angry uh, at, at how the book ended. It was incredibly well written, but I didn't like how the book ended. And I didn't immediately jump on the Internet and start screaming at the top of my lungs, oh my God, we need to get some DLC to change the ending of Stranger in a Strange Land because that's not what you do. You just accept it and move on and find something else to do. Have you played Atari today? All right, IGN uh, sat down with Reggie fils and they were talking about, you know, what happened at E3. And they, uh, they asked him, what's going on with the 3DS? And Reggie replied, he said, we're going to continue focusing on the 3DS. Uh, we're going to continue to have some new games on that platform. We're going to announce them and we will over the next couple of months, but it's going to continue to be a vibrant piece of our overall business, certainly here in the Americas. All right. So when he mentions this, First off, I'm sure that we're going to see more and more 3DSs as they keep giving us new skins because people keep rebuying them over and over. We keep rebuying uh, 3DSs, and it's really good business for Nintendo. And th the key here is that they said we're going to announce them over the next couple of months. So that means he's talking about unannounced games at 
are for the 3DS. Now, why didn't they mention them at E3? And I think that when you look at it, um, if they had mentioned them at E3, these 3DS games, I think that a lot of people would have grabbed onto that and focused on that way too much and talked about Nintendo in a negative light due to them continuing to support a platform that is, I think, seven years old now. Now, I have been one of the people who have said for a long time, Nintendo, drop the 3DS like it's hot, stop developing for it, stop wasting your resources on it, move on to the Switch, go in full on on the Switch, and everything's going to be great. But they're not listening to me. And maybe it's for the better. Maybe I was wrong about that. I don't know. If Nintendo... Uh, said at their financial thing back in March of this year, uh, their fiscal year 2017 recap, um, they said that the Nintendo 3DS did better in fiscal year 2017 than it did in fiscal year 2016. And that is just crazy to me. So maybe there is a very good reason for them to continue pushing the 3DS as a platform. uh, If for no other reason than the fact that it is a very inexpensive piece of hardware. You can get one like a, a um, you, I think you can get a 2DS, like the wedge version of that for like 70 bucks. And I think you can even get that for like 80 bucks and it comes with Mario Kart 7. So that's a really easy, like that's almost impulse by character uh, territory for some families. Uh, and right now the Switch is $300 and people aren't going to want to buy well, you know, two, three, four Nintendo Switches uh, for their family. So I understand why why Nintendo is continuing with the 3DS. Mr. Kimishima actually said during that uh, investors meeting, if I'm remembering correctly, he said, we will continue supporting the 3DS until the Nintendo Switch becomes a one person per system system. Uh, whereas, you know, the family isn't sharing the Nintendo Switch. That means Jimmy has one, Sally has one, mom has one, and dad has one. And I can totally see why they would do that. I understand why they didn't mention anything at E3. And we also have to remember that Nintendo is not the kind of company like all of the other gaming companies. They don't, they don't wait to... Uh, how do I want to say this? They, they don't wait until E3 and unload everything that they have to talk about at once. They kind of give us little updates all year long with their Nintendo Directs. And I think this is one thing that a lot of other companies could learn from uh, by doing that is they don't have to have like Nintendo doesn't have to have an A plus E3 every year. They can settle for a C or a B minus E3 every year. And because it's 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 lifted up by all of the other little smaller announcements that they make throughout the year, uh, I think that who was it that said this? It was somebody who was on Nintendo Voice Chat, Brian Altano, I think. Uh, he said Nintendo doesn't have to hit a home run at E3 because they hit singles and doubles all year long. Now, if you are a baseball fan, then you know exactly what that is. And if you're not a baseball fan, then I just refer you back to what I said a second ago about the A's and the B's and the C's. Uh, Anyway, uh, Reggie was also asked about Mario Kart Tour. Now, if you don't know what Mario Kart Tour is, it is a game that is coming out for uh, iOS and Android. Um, 
So basically mobile phones and you're going to be able to play a Mario Kart game on the go. And this is what he said. Uh, I guess they were asked, he was asked, why didn't you talk about this at E3? And he says, depending on the game, E3 could or could not be a place to shed light on mobile activity. In the case of Mario Kart Tour, we made the decision that there's going to be another opportunity to shed more light on that app, especially shedding light when it's closer to its launch. Uh, we continue to be on track to launch in this current fiscal year for Nintendo. Now, my guess for that is that they're probably going to be launching it at Apple's fall event. Apple just had WWDC where they unveil the new operating system. And um, I remember Super Mario Run was unveiled not at WWDC, but I think it was at an Apple fall event. So Tim Cook's out on stage and then in a massive surprise to everyone, and I mean everyone, no one saw this coming. Uh, Mr. Miyamoto walks out on stage and shows off uh, Super Mario Run. And then, you know, they marketed the hell out of that going on Jimmy Fallon and stuff like that. Uh, this is definitely what they're going to do with Mario Kart Tour. I completely see this happening where they're going to go out on stage. Uh, Tim Cook will be there and he'll be like, and we'd like to invite up uh, wonderful developer Nintendo and Mr. Miyamoto will walk out on stage again and he'll show he'll be wearing a T-shirt and a blazer like he always does. And he'll, they'll show off Mario Kart Tour. Uh, we don't know what kind of game this is going to be. I'm looking forward to trying it and then probably deleting it from my phone pretty quickly because I tend not to play games on my phone very much. What I will say is even though I'm somebody who doesn't play games on my phone very much, I played a lot of Mario, uh, Super Mario Run on my phone. And uh, it, it just goes to show you that Nintendo, they kind of have that magic. They they nail it and it keeps me engaged. Um, Love My Ness says, I just can't get into playing games on my phone, but excited for those who do. Hopefully it'll be, it will be a great game. And I think that that's a really good, uh, exactly thing, uh, exactly thing. Uh, that's a really good point. Hopefully it'll be a really great game. So even if it's not something for me, not every game has to be for me. They can make lots of games that are not for me. And I'm totally fine with that. Uh, as long as it's for somebody, uh, you know what I mean? An exactly thing. Good God. What am I doing? My puppet body is ready. So I don't want to say that this is a full review because I've not finished the game yet and I have a lot more to do in the game. And I've been playing a game called Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Donna. And this is a this is a game that was originally on the PSP and it was ported to PS4 and I think maybe Xbox One. It was also on the PC and now it's on the Switch. And I've had the game for about a month, but I have just been absolutely swamped. Um, if you didn't know, I'm a teacher. It's the end of the school year. I was working nonstop. I was getting people ready for it's my students ready for exams. Um, I was going to uh, professional development stuff. I was taking care of other things instead of playing this game uh, that I got as a review copy. A big, 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 big thank you to... Uh, the developer, for sending me a review copy. Uh, but I haven't finished the game. I've only played, I think, the first three or four chapters. 
And I'm just going to give you my thoughts on the game so far, my in-progress thoughts. And that's why I'm not doing a separate YouTube video for it, because I still got too much to do on the game, because it seems like a pretty big game. I Like, I heard that it's about a 40-hour game. So what kind of game is it? It is an action RPG. Uh, you control three characters, maybe four, I can't remember now. Uh, but you, you control multiple characters, and you can hit a button to switch between them. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of a spammy game where you have to swing your sword back and forth and you do extra damage if you jump into the air and swing your sword first. So generally what I'll do is I'll jump, I'll go up to an enemy, I'll jump, I'll swing my sword a bunch of times and then he'll slam it into the ground and then I will do a dodge roll because there's like dodge roll mechanics in the game. Uh, to avoid their attacks, and then I go in and do the same thing again. Uh, certain monsters are weak against certain types of attacks, and uh, depending on which character you're using, you'll do more damage. So if you see that somebody has like a little yellow icon, you'll switch to a character that is good at that yellow icon and be able to do more damage to it. Um, overall, I think the graphics for the game are its weakest point. Uh, the graphics are really kind of blurry and fuzzy. It almost looks like I would describe it kind of like when I got my 3DS XL. Uh, I had the original 3DS, and then when I got the 3DS XL, it kind of, they all they did was just blow up the pixels to be bigger. And it just looks kind of fuzzy. And that's both in docked and handheld. Uh and that's okay. It's not a big deal. Just like it wasn't really a big deal when I was playing um, that that game uh, that was um, uh, on my 3DS XL. You know, it still looked fine. Uh, it didn't look as good as it could, but it still looked fine. And I had fun playing that. Uh, and this is kind of the same thing. It just looks like it was blown up. I mean, think about it. The PSP is a smaller screen than the Switch. And maybe they just, maybe, maybe they just blew it up to be... Um, uh, uh, and instead of going a higher resolution, they just stretched out the picture and it's definitely noticeable and it detracts from the game, but not enough that I really care about it. Uh, the voice acting is fine, although it, it, it's the voice acting is kind of par for the course for most JRPGs, uh, English voice acting in JRPGs usually is pretty bad or at least not something I really care about. Um, this is kind of par for the course. The one thing that bothers me the most about the game is the cutscenes. The cutscenes are really, really long. They're needlessly long. Like, you, the characters will be having a conversation, and, like, even though it's text sometimes, like, it's the conversations that's not important enough that they voiced it, it'll just be text. Like, you still have to wait through, like, the character will pause a sec before they put the text on the screen and I'm I'm just like I just want to get to the next thing so I can go play the fun combat some more um, in the game you are in a shipwreck you're on an island and you are searching for the rest of the people who are in the shipwreck with you and overall I think it's a fun game uh, if you like traditional um, JRPGs with action combat then I think that you're going to like this it very much reminds me not in the combat way, but it, it feels a lot like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, 
but the combat is completely different. So uh, for the most part, I would say if you like that kind of game, make sure that you check out Ease 8 Lacrimosa of Dana, but I'm still playing it and, uh, you know, maybe I'll be able to collect my full thoughts uh, at a later date. Uh, speaking of a review in progress, a community member, Kodiak Moonwolf, uh, he is an editor on uh, runjumpstomp.com and he posted his first story on the show, uh, not on the show, but on the, um, um, oh my goodness, uh, we got a subscriber, Kill the Chickens, four months resub, thank you very much, Kill the Chickens, and Kill the Chickens is the one that did the, that gave us the $20 giveaway, which we'll do soon. Um, as I was saying, Kodiak Moonwolf wrote a blog post on runjumpstomp.com about Splatoon 2's uh, Octo expansion. Uh, so I want to make sure that you guys uh, check out what he said over there uh, on the website. And uh, if you didn't already know, he streams on Twitch. So you should check out uh, his uh, Twitch stream over over at twitch.tv slash Kodiak Moonwolf. Uh, but there's the story right there uh, in the show notes. Make sure that you check that out. Uh, thank you very much to Kodiak Moonwolf for writing that. And giving me some extra content to put on my website. I really appreciate that. All right, we've got a quick uh, couple of videos that I want you guys to uh, check out if you have the time. Um, they are both first looks from, or is it both? Oh, yeah, 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 it's two of them. Uh, they're both first looks by me. Um, the first one is a first look at Soccer Slammers for the Nintendo Switch. This is from Atui, uh, which is the developer behind uh, Totes the Goat, the Mutant Muds collection. We've got... Um, oh my God, I can't remember the soccer one. No, no, the do uh, disco dodgeball. And uh, my favorite game of theirs is Zeo Drifter. Uh, so they've got those games on the Nintendo Switch. And uh, they just put out uh, Soccer Slammers. Now, what is Soccer Slammers? Well, when I interviewed Jules Watson, who is the guy in charge over at Atui, uh, he described it as... Uh, NBA Jam meets soccer. And he would know because he is one of the developers of the original NBA Jam, which is just crazy to me. Uh, so that was really uh, cool of him to send me a review copy. And, you know, I, I, I did my first look. And what I have to say about the game is the game looks like it would be absolutely amazing with four, with four players. Uh, you definitely want to have four players. And I don't think that I would want to play this with less than four players. And the reason is, is the computer is just way too good. The computer is way too good. Uh, it's got a fantastic art style, art style of, uh, it looks a lot like totes the goat, which is very cubic. Everything is a cube. And, you know, I was playing it and the computer just destroyed me every single time. The game is incredibly fast and it's hard to get used to. And I almost feel like there should be like some tutorial levels just so that you can get used to the controls and how things work without the computer constantly stealing the ball from you and then scoring a goal on you over and over and over because that was really really frustrating to play um but soccer slammers looks fantastic if you've got four people to play with i have not played it with four people yet but it's something that i'm looking forward to um that has a good amount of detail on it uh for instance the characters use or i'm sorry the it's a two-on-two -two soccer game and the characters wear the actual correct colors for the uh country that they are representing 
And it came out at the beginning of the World Cup, which is, you know, one of Jules's things that he really wanted to make sure that happened. Uh, so I think it's $10 on the eShop. And I hate that I mentioned the price because you never know if it's on sale or maybe the price has changed since then or maybe I'm wrong. But I think it's 10 bucks on the eShop. And if you got four people to play with, I would definitely recommend it. I had, This is not a review. But if you want to know more about the, the game, then check out my first look, which you can find over at youtube.com slash run jump stomp. Okay, the second first look that I want to take talk about is Paladins for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, this game uh, is already out and it's $30 on the eShop. And it's very important that I mention the price there, uh, which is not something I like to do. But the reason I'm mentioning the price is because later on this summer, it's going to be cheaper. In fact, it's going to be free. So later on this summer, Paladins will be free for the Nintendo Switch. Now, why would you buy it now? You would buy it now because if you if you wait and get up the, get the free version, you have to buy the characters individually. Now, you can save up your gold that you get by playing in the game and buy the characters individually via gold, but it's going to cost a lot of gold and it's going to be very, very grindy and it's going to take a very, very long time to get them. Or you can buy the characters individually with these weird blue tokens that they have in the game, uh, which you buy those tokens with real world money. And if I were a betting man, I would say you would probably spend more money um, by buying the little blue tokens and then buying the characters individually than you would if you just spent the $30 now and unlocked all of them uh, at the beginning. And that's what I did. I, I spent the $30 and I unlocked every character in the game. And that includes any future characters that come out. Now, what is Paladins? Uh, Champions of the Realm. I got to make sure I say the right thing. Uh, so Paladins is a hero shooter. Uh, I want you to think of Overwatch. Overwatch is uh, the definitive hero shooter. Although Overwatch is not the first hero shooter. I think we had Team Fortress 2 was a hero shooter where you have a bunch of different characters that all kind of have separate abilities and those separate abilities allow you to play in a lot of different ways. For instance, in, in Team Fortress 2 and in Overwatch, you have a healer that really doesn't have to be super good at um, aiming. So if you are a low skill uh, scrub like myself, you kind of gravitate towards those characters because you don't have to be good at aiming to contribute to the fight. And you could still have a lot of fun because the game, the gameplay comes down to not how good are you at aiming and Twitch gameplay, but how good are you at executing a good strategy, uh, being in the right place at the right time, that kind of thing. And that takes a lot of the de the physical dexterity out of the game and makes it a lot more approachable. And because that's just one type of character, you can also have the characters that require a high level of physical dexterity. And because of that, that means that the game is appealing to a much wider audience. And this is why I love the hero shooter genre. Now, right now, the king of the hero shooter genre is Overwatch. Uh, but Overwatch is not on the Switch. And Jeff Kaplan, the chief bigwig over at um, Overwatch, has said, look... We are doing everything we can to make sure that Overwatch comes out uh, with the same patch on the same day 
on the PC, on the PS4, on the Xbox One, and adding the Switch to that would be too much for my team, so we're not going to be porting Overwatch to the Nintendo Switch. Now, Blizzard has said that I'm not going to do this and then turn around and done it before, but for right now, I'm going to take Jeff at his word that he's not bringing Overwatch to the Switch. And because of that, if, if I had to choose between playing Paladins on the Switch or Overwatch on the Switch, five days out of five, uh, seven days out of seven of the week, I would say, well, I'm going to be playing Overwatch then because Overwatch is a better game. But Paladins is also a really good game and I recommend it. And if you're going to play Paladins, then I recommend you spend the 30 bucks now and unlock everybody who every character who's in the game now and all future characters, because I think it's really great. It's a very, very fun game. It runs 60 frames per second. The audio in the game is really, really weak. I think it has horrible audio. I'm not a fan of the audio, but the graphics look good. It runs at 60 frames per second in both docked and undocked mode. And I've had a lot of fun uh, playing it. Um, Let's see. Where are we here? Are we having frame issues? I think, oh boy, I'm dropping frames, it says. Sorry, guys. Uh, but anyway, let me, I'll edit that part out of the, uh, no, I won't. I'll just leave it in. Anyway, uh, Paladins, if you want to know more about the game, make sure that you head on over to youtube.com slash runjumpstomp and watch my Paladins first look uh, over there on the YouTubes. All right, before we get out of here, I just want to thank uh, Eric Banana for the review. They gave the show five stars on Apple Podcast Canada. They said, I always look forward to this podcast multiple times a week. Bill is a great host and always has the news I'm looking for. This is the first place I check for upcoming Nintendo-related news. Thank you for keeping me up to date, and thanks for doing it so often. Uh, big thank you to Eric Banana for reviewing the show on iTunes. It really does help. Uh, don't forget, if you want the full show, you can either watch live over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp, or you can pick up the VODs after the fact over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. Uh, and finally, if you are looking for a way to support my content, uh, one w- awesome way to do that is just review the show. Other ways that you can review that, that you can support the show is by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. And you will find all of the links there will help me uh, run this show and keep putting out the content that I hope you enjoy. Um, That's it for episode 200 of Nintendo Switchcraft. And I'm not stopping anytime soon. I'm going to keep doing this because I have been having so much fun uh, talking to you guys and having an absolute blast. And uh, there is one more thing that I want to ask from you guys, uh, and that is... In our Discord, which is at uh, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord, there's a channel called Feedback. And in that channel, if there's something you dislike about the show, if there's something you like about the show, if there's something you want added to the show, then make sure that you let me know right there because it would be a fantastic thing uh, to hear from you guys over there in the Discord. And I am looking for old video game commercial audio. So... Uh, If you see some cool old video game commercial on YouTube, just drop the link in that feedback channel and I will grab segments of the audio because if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, you know that I put little tiny clips of old commercials in between uh, my uh, my segments. Uh, Anyway, 
I would really appreciate that. And if you did not know, Tom Winter and Noteblock are the uh, fantastic musicians that uh, have put their stuff on the audio version of the podcast. And uh, make sure that you go over there and on YouTube, on their YouTube channels and give them a subscribe because they're awesome and it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, I'm out of here. I will see you guys for episode 201 on Thursday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.